0: Welcome to another episode of Soberland. <laughs> I am your host Lindsay. Um, super excited for today's guest. It's one of my uh, comedian friends one of my first comedian friends I yeah. met out here and I haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, Justin James. Yeah hey welcome.
1: Lindsay. Hey, what's up? Uh, sober Landians. <laughs> oh yeah, I need to
0: make up a name yeah, for them. I guess.
1: Sober, so sober kids. Or my my so Sobies. The, the straight edgers. I don't know.
0: Like homies, but somies. Uh, no. Oh no. No, that, that was, was bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna take that out. Okay. Anyways, um, somie. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: just you know, spitting out some ideas. Yeah, you
1: were one of the first people I met out here too. We did uh, Uncle Clyde's. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like one of the first shows I ever did out here. I forgot about that. I think took second
0: or something. Yeah, so
1: you got the big bowl of fries.
0: Flappers (laughs) is a comedy club out here that is not super respected, (laughs) if I'm being (laughs) honest. (laughs) Not the most. They kind of let anybody's uncle or mom on (laughs) stage, but um, they do a comedy show or comedy competition, and it's based on audience votes, and whoever wins, like gets money or er, yeah the first two winners get money but the third prize gets a giant bowl of fries and that's what i won yeah was a bowl of fries <laughs> you
1: get a big ass it's not so like a small much. bowl of fries but it's like a half sweet potato fries so you can feel
0: i mean it's great but <laughs> it was like way too many but that's where we met yep. yeah and then melissa oh yeah yeah and then uh you would come to the open mic that nicole and i would host every monday yeah. you were a regular there yeah. The short-lived so nice.
1: Vino Monday, it was like It was like nine months. Okay, nis- okay. I mean, tha- that's not so short-lived. Didn't make <laughs> it a year, but... It's all right.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, before we start, I should plug in that um, we, I just created a new Soberland website. I talked about it for the first time in the last episode. Have you seen it yet?
1: I haven't listened to the last episode <gasps> yet.
0: Well, well, you should go to soberlandpodcast.com. <laughs> check it out. Um, I made a website, and it has, like, cool stuff, like episodes, and I made some merch, what? <laughs> Some so awesome, right? t-shirts, yes, t-shirts, tanks, Visers, ha- hats, not like snapback kuzzies.
1: hats.
0: <laughs> not not beer koozies. <laughs> no, no shot glasses. Um, but I do have a tote, which my brother was very upset that I didn't name my tote totes m- goat And <laughs> I, I don't know. He just said that he thought that was a given. If you have a tote, you name it totes m- goats And I was like, no, not really. But, anyways. um... But yeah, so check it out if you haven't already. You saw my Instagram post today. I did. I went to Del Taco. You
1: got a Beyond Meat taco from Del Taco. And
0: my life has changed. It was so good.
1: I can't believe you were satisfied by that.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you guys don't know, Del Taco makes like Beyond Meat, which is an, it's a plant based protein. It's not real meat. They make it's it not in taco. Real
1: meat. Yeah.
0: And um, I just, you know, took a chance and I tried it and it was really good. So I recommend it. We I don't.
1: Meat, uh, we cook with it all the time at the restaurant. It's popular. I, yeah, yeah, it's huge, especially since I work at like a mainly burger restaurant. It's mm. just, just like, Yeah,
0: yeah. I went to Carl's Jr. has a similar one for a burger, and I had it. And I had like one bite and threw it away. It was <laughs> not good.
1: <laughs> so. I don't like it. I think it has a funky smell. Oh. It's, it's got a real weird smell, like when you cook with it from its raw state, quote unquote raw state. What? Like, what is it that you're referring <laughs> to? The, the the meat. The it's, plant. It's, is it it would you call it meat like what it's beyond meat yeah so it's it's not meat plant based so it's like ground down beet juice and like mushroom it's just until it's like a paste and the the beet juice is what gives it the 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 juiciness and that's why it sort of bleeds oh
0: yeah what's the um the impossible burger i haven't had that it's the same thing just different company
1: okay yeah it's the at&t versus sprint of burgers oh
0: gotcha beyond Beyond Meat vs. Impossible? Beyond, yeah. Got it. I've heard yeah. um, the Impossible's good, but I heard it's like 1,600 calories. So I'm like...
1: I wouldn't be surprised. They probably loaded up with sodium to make it taste more like meat.
0: Yeah. So that's why I haven't tried it. I mean, like, I would just... Why not eat a burger? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's like not your reason is but the calories.
1: Beyond <laughs> Meat taco had you sold.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I uh I was into it for sure.
1: I just have a hard time going to any taco joint that's not like a food truck out here.
0: Oh, I went to a really. I found a. <laughs> you pupus- found one. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, <laughs> there's so many taco trucks. Yeah, there's but like I found one a, everywhere. A Pupusa taco truck. There you go. My mind was blown. Check it out. If you're in Highland Park, it's drive-through <laughs> Pupusa. <laughs> Shout out. I talked to the owner for like an hour. <laughs>
1: Shout out. What's his name? Do you know? Do you know uh, his name? Fuck,
0: I don't remember his name. But uh. he's uh he's like an older guy, and he, he started the business to help send his son his grandson to sta- Stanford, to help send him to college. He started this Pupusa truck.
1: And his grandson was barack obama that's right Uh, no no
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's all i got i I don't know i was just
1: let me cool if it was it's like a crazy story
0: then he Mm. went on to change the world (laughs) (laughs) thanks to pupusas yeah yeah what else is going on with you anything Uh,
1: i literally just got back in town from living in winter park colorado for the past seven months
0: Yeah, because I I follow you on social media and I could obviously see that you weren't in LA (laughs) and I was like...
1: Is There's a lot of snow, so definitely back? not LA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah cuz you didn't like announce that you were moving or anything. So it was like it's just like a long yeah, trip. That How long was were you gone for in total?
1: 7 months. Like a little over 7, like maybe like 6 days over 7 months. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I left November 2nd and got back on Thursday.
0: Wow. What was like your intention when you left? What was I uh, I,
1: I don't know. I was in a weird place out here just with uh, life in general. I just didn't really have a direction. Um, I was dating a girl that uh, I liked a lot, but she really put up a wall. And much as like things were going good between me and her, she was like, "Hey, just so you know, I'm I don't know if I'm the one for you." And I was like, "I don't know. I like you a lot." Aww. Like, <laughs> but uh, so after I left here, we kept in touch for a while, and then. She uh, called me like in late February and was like, hey, I'm pregnant. And it's like, oh, cool. My baby's like, oh, wait, no, I've been gone for a while. Can't be mine. And so it was her ex and she's keeping it. And I was like, oh, cool, 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 cool. So even, you know, going out there doesn't stop things from happening and stuff. Yeah.
0: So when you left, you were were you dating her when you left? Or yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you guys yeah. were doing, like, a long-distance thing? Well,
1: kind of. I was like, you know, just do But uh, I didn't expect that to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, You know, out here, you, know, you just got to let, I don't know, people live their lives, I guess. You can't be needy or overbearing or anything like that. And I've never been that kind of person, so it's just, like, easier to run from it I guess I don't know it yeah. was um, so but she was like no go it'll be fun it'll be a good experience for you you'll come back with more jokes and I do but like I haven't been able to do them for the past seven months yeah so
0: so would you say that you pulled like a geographic where you just like change your location to try to fix your problems
1: yes and no like a yeah those geographic changes they say don't really fix anything because you travel I, with I'm your like your problems I'm
0: like a i am am guilty of those <laughs> I moved across the country to fix my problems yeah
1: all fun. the way here yeah so I know the feeling. I've done it a couple times, like when I left Texas, but Texas was more about just it's time to move on to the next phase of my comedy career. I don't know. Mm, Just more open mics, I guess. Yeah. It's not necessarily a career yet, but one day. Uh, So,
0: your intention was to kind of just like take a break from LA, get get some perspective on life.
1: Snowboard and just, you know, like see what that life was like. I saw the movie Out Cold when I was a kid. I was like, that looks fun. Yeah. They're like just snowboarding and hanging with uh, their friends all the time and pulling pranks. I was like, that you know, I'm I'm, I'm not a smart person. Obviously, if I think that's what places <laughs> are gonna be like, like the movies. But but yeah, it was interesting. I ended up living in a cabin with three sixty year old dudes.
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. Not what you. I was expecting. I thought it'd be like young be younger people. I'm not mm-hmm. young really anymore. But yeah, younger people that. Uh, but no, it was three six-year-old dudes. They all went to bed at like 8 p.m. So they'd yell at me for watching, you know, the new girl on Netflix at <laughs> 10 p.m. or something. And I'm like, "Hey, go to bed!" I'm like, "It's 10."
0: Did you have a job? What did you? Yeah, get? I was a chef at uh, on oh, were, okay. at the
1: mountain there. Yeah, it was like cool. a nice resort, little mountain. It's small mountain town, but little resort mountain towns.
0: Are you glad that you did that?
1: uh you know (laughs) since the the pregnancy incident i guess i i don't know it's been uh kind of weighing on me i wish i hadn't moved but i also have all this i don't know new knowledge of things that i didn't know before yeah like colorado culture is a party state it's weird I was not expecting that i thought it would be very calm mountain vibes and uh, whatever that means to mm-hmm. me, it's just like I figured. It'd just be like skiing and hiking and everybody having fun. But It's like no, it's a big like drug culture out there. And yeah, it was that's true. It was very very interesting to see.
0: I <laughs> saw something an article that they are have legalized or going to legalize they
1: decriminalized mushrooms. This decriminalized week. Yeah, mus- yeah, mushrooms. Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, they are usually ahead of the drug. Legal game,
1: yeah, out there. It um, was it was a sight to behold. You find out there's a whole different type of hippie out there that you mm-hmm. never even knew about called wooks. Oh yeah, you know I've heard wooks? Of them. Yeah, they're yeah. like into
0: like fish and
1: they're they're they're, they're <laughs> like the band fish Yeah, they're into Not fish like exactly, fish. but uh, they're also like rich hippies so they're also known as trustafarians go, like go to see you boulder and they're like ah, eh, we wear hippie stuff but, but we also vote for trump it's like weird stuff oh. yeah it's like a lot Crazy. of tie-dye but we don't like certain sex of people like <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah it's like oh I that doesn't make like the any whole sense. thing
0: is like you're like embrace yeah. all love everyone yeah. and they're like but not you <laughs> but
1: not you i'm like oh okay this is strange wow they're also kind of gypsy like they'll steal your stuff so keep Ooh. it keep it yeah watch out we're in colorado <laughs> yeah
0: you mentioned like this girl, you kind of that's like your regret of going is that now this girl got pregnant. But I mean, I to me, it sounds like you kind of dodged oh, a no. bullet there. I, no, I absolutely, it did. was probably it's a good a idea well, to get out,
1: bullet, or I don't who knows what it would have been or what it may, may would have been. But it's uh, it's something that's just like that's interesting that that's how it I ended mean, I, up. I mean, it sucks <laughs> that that happened, yeah, for right. sure. <laughs> well, in my Whether. first thought, too, just because I have that that thing in me where it was like she told me she was pregnant i was like all right well let's figure this out how do i become a stepdad now
0: (laughs) oh so you wanted to stay with her even though she was gonna have this baby that was another guy's baby (gasps) wow you really liked her
1: yeah (laughs) it was messed up that's yeah Yeah. (laughs) wow but yeah and then so i was like oh well i I was willing to do that and then that happened it's just been
0: so now are you yeah. not with are you not speaking? No, right? no, no, no. Okay. She
1: did she she noticed I was back in town, so mm. she messaged me. I bet I haven't responded. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I probably wouldn't. That'd be my recommendation. Yeah. Stay away. Yeah,
1: I haven't yet. I've been really good about that, not yeah. responding to things.
0: Well I- I'm glad you're back. Yeah. I do this thing where I read these positive news stories. I do yeah. you heard that. Okay, you heard of it. Okay, yeah. cool. The two Good news stories that I liked today. Okay, sixty-seven percent. You should make a theme
1: song for this, by the way. Like a little segment. Yeah. Yeah. See, there we
0: go. (laughs) Just going to use that clip right there. Okay. So sixty-seven percent of people dream of telling their boss I quit, but it's not because they hate their job. What do you think it's? It is. They want to quit their job, but it's not because they hate it.
1: Uh, because I don't know. Okay, just to like <laughs> tell them off. I I guess <laughs> I don't know.
0: To start a fist fight? No. Um, <laughs> it's because they dream of being an entrepreneur. They mm. want to start their own business. And I like I feel like that's such a common thing. Even myself, I'm like I want to start my own business. I don't know what it is, but I want to do it. Like right. everyone has this like desire to start a business. Well, even
1: being just a comedian is its own business. Like that's you're true. Self-employed yeah. at the end of the year, you that you file that way. And I was like
0: <laughs> thinking about it, like how can we all be like uh, run our own business? Like how can we all be a boss? But then I was thinking, like, way back in the day, like, Game of Thrones time, which I hate Game of Thrones, but (laughs) that time, like, people... There's not
1: enough Vanderpumps on on Game (laughs) of Thrones. I agree. We need more reality TV. (laughs) Um,
0: But there was, like, the guy that would, like, I don't know, make the... What kind of things would they make like the guy that would make the swords and the blacksmith the blacksmith, guy, the blacksmith. <laughs> and the did you guy, struggle
1: with the word blacksmith? i did okay I, like
0: i said i'm not <laughs> like a i said of Thrones i hate man. game <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like the guy that would sell the bread the baker
1: yeah th- that would be
0: and the guy <laughs> i'm getting it now the guy that <laughs> still would still
1: things people do today <laughs> that would
0: make like i don't know jewelry or clothing like they all had like their specialty and they like had their own business yeah and I'm like, are we reverting back to that time where but we're just like a little little markets? And there were serfs. That's true.
1: It's uh, it's it's aspirational to be your own boss, obviously. But yeah, it's I uh, mean, some people need to be cogs. I guess I don't know. I don't mm. know. It's. Uh, Some people don't want that for themselves. I know that within my industry, some people are very happy just where they're at. That's
0: true. I mean, (laughs) it's more than, it's not everybody, but it's more than, like, 50% that want this. Yeah, that's significant. And I think, like, I relate to that. I fall into that where, I like, I want to have my own business. I want to be my own boss. I want to, like, do something I'm really passionate about and dedicate my life to it. And I was thinking, like, there's so many of us that want this. And I was like, are we fed this message somehow? And I think that we are, like... You see the the success of all these people that do this and how happy they are and how great their life is. And you're like, I want that. And it's like, we all want this now. (laughs) But is it possible for us to all have this? And if we don't get it, are we just going to be miserable and bummed out? I don't know. That's where my mind went with this because I could relate to it. So Mm -hmm. how
1: would you work on being your own boss then?
0: I mean, like I said, I don't even know what it is that I want to do. Exactly.
1: But this is a positive step in that right direction, making something... Personal soberland and yeah. putting it out. I guess that's that's a guess way of being a boss.
0: I guess the positive part of this story is that people don't just want to tell their boss <laughs> off for <laughs> no reason. <laughs> they actually have a better. Well, it's not necessarily reason. they want to tell them
1: off, but I quit and I'm okay with that, <laughs> like sort of deal. Yeah. Or, but yeah, most of the time, whenever you tell a boss you go, they're like, "Why? What did we do? Or what did I do?" Right,
0: and right. It's just that these people have a dream.
1: Yeah. Dreams are good. Yeah. Have dreams.
0: Found that interesting. Um, what is this one? Oh, okay, the crazy things people would do to get a year of perfect sleep. Another one I related to because with my dog Truman, he wakes me up every single day at, like, 7 a.m., and it, it drives me nuts, especially on the weekends, and I just feel like since I've had them, I've been very sleep-deprived, and it's an definitely affected me. And um, so I was, like, just reading this curious of like as to what people said, and, like, a quarter of people say they would exclusively eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for lunch, to get a good night's rest. And I was like, what does that have to do <laughs> <laughs> with sleep?
1: It doesn't. But it's like, I guess, I guess it's something people are willing to do.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess I was expecting more, like, proactive, something. like, tips. like
1: it, it would be funnier if it was like, oh, we would eat just strictly bread <laughs> all day, every day, if I could just sleep <laughs> at night blissfully.
0: Um, yeah, and the average person would pay $307.11 That's for
1: Yeah, that means somebody was like ten grand for a good night's (laughs) sleep, and someone (laughs) was like a dollar. (laughs) Somebody was like a buck. I sleep good all the time. I don't know what you need from me, Uh, but yeah. And then (laughs) the average is significant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Another twenty-two percent. They said they'd only shower once a week. Um, But I already
1: do that. I still don't sleep.
0: (laughs) Seventeen percent said they would apparently be happy to stub their toe every morning when they woke up. 14% Fourteen percent said they'd go to jail for a week to get. <laughs>
1: nah, no, nope, they haven't been to jail before. That's how. <laughs> that's
0: uh, Thirty-four percent of people said they'd be willing to cut out alcohol. See, to me,
1: I get the you know that's an actual n- thing you can do to improve right. your sleep. <laughs> 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 what are you say? But even like the jail thing, I bet they think they are like. Oh, if I go to jail, I could get so much sleep because that's all I would do. And it's like no,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, no, that, that's not true. There's no. people like screaming and. Yeah.
1: People are like, oh, I would work out all the time and I would read so much. I'm like, no, it's you really wouldn't. Kind of like, that. <laughs> it's not really like w- that.
0: watching your back every step that you take, trying not to get shanked. But you know, you do you. Um, and then 33% would give up reality TV. Ooh, that's where you got. Yeah, me. you mm. couldn't do it. 26 would give up. Percent would give up sports.
1: You've given up sports already.
0: <laughs> I didn't even start. so <laughs> I'm off to a great start with her. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know what to do because I live in your my apartment. You see, it's very small. I've tried uh, Truman in his cage. I it's not it.
1: as small as she'd lead you to believe, y'all. It's it's for a br- LA. It's okay. It, it's it's pretty good size apartment. Yeah,
0: but it's like still small enough where I can hear my dog like cry at seven a.m. trying yeah. to get out of his cage.
1: And hardwood floors.
0: Yeah. So I've tried um, every scenario. I've tried him in his cage out here. I've tried him in the living room out here. I've tried him in the bed with me. Now I'm trying him in the cage in my room. It's just, I don't know. Have
1: you tried him at a different person's house? Like, send him away and then you can sleep just Like, whose house? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Just put up a Craigslist ad. Can my uh, dog sleep at your house? He just needs to sleep there. I have not been getting any sleep (laughs) with him here. so.
0: It's a it's a problem, but I'm hoping that he grows out of it. He's 2, so he's still kind it's of still
1: funny. a new dog. Yeah. Newish dog.
0: Where are you sleeping these days? On a couch.
1: On a couch in in uh, Hollywood, yeah. Couches. Yeah. I did that for a while. I uh, uh you know, I haven't really done it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I uh live an artist lifestyle, I guess, but not by by my means, so, you know. Mm. I usually have a room. I have a car that works good, so.
0: Yeah. Is that just temporary? Yeah, it's just temporary.
1: Okay. I think I got a place in June. Yeah, hopefully. Do you? uh, I went and visited this place yesterday, and uh, I was like corresponding with a woman named Natalia, and I was like, "Oh, it's probably a really old like Russian woman that's the landlord, and Mm -hmm. like it's gonna be fun like trying to, you know, talk to a Russian woman in her thick Russian accent." I'm excited to meet this woman, and (laughs) so I get there, and it is a a young young Russian. Model. Ooh. And uh, she this would be your roommate. This or would be landlord? my roommate. Oh. Because I was, I thought it was just a landlord I was dealing with, and she's like, "Oh no, I live here." And I was like, oh, "What? You mm-hmm. live? What? No." You're this like, is, "Where do I sign?" It's <laughs> like, if, if <laughs> where's the pen?
0: All right. So let's let's get into some mental health talk. If you're oh, ready. okay. Serious. We're just like doing the big shift all of a sudden. Yeah. Um. Well, so I remember from your stand-up so you would talk about your dad a lot and you mentioned that he I- is in jail or yeah. is your whole life has he been in jail
1: yeah he's in jail till 2020 um he hasn't been there my whole life he was been in and out i guess since i was about 12 mm-hmm. um but uh yeah when i first time i remember specifically he was i was like 10 or 12 i think and, uh, like, going to jail to, to visit him and stuff and that kind of thing. Wow, and I didn't know what he was in for back then. Oh. But now as an adult, I'm privy to this information mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, yeah, he's a uh, 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 drug running and uh, and uh, drug Organized crime is what he's in for now, which is like a RICO charge for for selling drugs and and stuff, yeah.
0: Do you have a relationship with him?
1: No. Oh, really? I don't uh, anymore, no longer. Um, Last time I saw him was probably, I don't know, five five years ago. He was at my grandparents' house out of jail, living at my grandparents' um, before... My grandmother passed, and uh, he was, like, just... I came home one day, and he was doing meth in their house.
0: And you, like, saw this? Yeah, Wow. Yeah. I was,
1: like, a 57-year-old guy just in, in there with all of his weirdo buddies that do meth and stuff, and I walked in. I was like, cool, man, and I just walked away.
0: Wow. A lot of times people say addiction is genetic, which I, I kind of agree with. Do you feel any... You, like triggers when you arra- uh, are around drugs or in the past if you've tried them? or I mean,
1: like I've done my fair share of whatever, but it's never been something I've wanted to make a part of my life or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was also an addict. She's Which I didn't know until today. You yeah, told me, yeah. yeah, she uh, celebrates... 30 years clean and sober in July. That's awesome. Yeah. She's a big part of Narcotics Anonymous, and uh, I'm very proud of her for it, for Aww. getting sober. And so you do have
0: a really good relationship with oh, your Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. She's all I got left with well, Dad's New Deal. Okay. She chose the right bath, and he didn't. So, um, But, yeah, she she she's a big part of that program. It was tough growing up with that because uh, I don't know how many Al-Anon talks you've had on here, but it's like... Uh, it's uh, it's interesting having a parent or a loved one as an addict.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, if you don't mind sharing, like you, your experience with Al-Anon and with your
1: parents. Uh, um, so I've only been to a few Al-Anon, but like growing up, basically in the program, viewing it from the it's like, a seeing everyone's stories and stuff mm-hmm. is very interesting. Um, all my mom's friends were in the program, and continue to be m- a big part of her friend group. That and Bible study just. You know, with uh, within the program, you need to find a higher power. And for her, that was the Lord. Um, some people find it in other things, whatever you, whatever it may be. But for her, so that's, like, the other half of her life. And um, uh, growing up around that and with that, she was gone a lot. Like, going to meetings, helping out sponsors, visiting, or, you know, visiting her sponsor, visiting sponsees. Um, she goes to the conventions mm. uh, anytime she's in a different town she goes to a meeting there somewhere wow. just to see what that's like and um it's uh it's a struggle as a kid just because you want your mom to be around where's my where's my mom why isn't she here to make dinner tonight she's mm-hmm. uh she's it's fend for yourself night that's we had that a lot yeah, yeah. so it's like there's stuff in the fridge Fine. but it, it was because c- she
0: was doing something that was bettering herself as opposed to Right. harming yourself with
1: drugs but how do you deal with that as a a, a child like right. a, you're like you just see your mom not there as a kid it seems like it's uh it's not mandatory to go to that much stuff you know right. it's a, it doesn't seem like it's uh it just seems like something she does to hang out with her friends because as a kid it just seems like oh no you're just going to hang out with your friends you mm-hmm. talk about your problems and i understand that but it's 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 mostly just a friend hang for you, and that's the way it seemed for me as a kid. But as I've grown older and known her role in that community and stuff, it's uh, it's 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 noble, and it's. it's do you it's see it now more yeah, like as a absolutely. necessity
0: that that she has to do?
1: I I I think it's something that she, <laughs> that's that's her new addiction, mm. <laughs> right? Uh, helping people and taking care of others and. Uh, uh, spreading you know what she knows about the program and using that uh, i know you have talked about 90 and 90 she's a big mm-hmm. proponent of that so, you yeah. know just real like hardcore you're like if you want to get sober here's how you do it sort of yeah
0: a lot of person. people yeah. in aa that are like mm-hmm. super dedicated to the program are all about 90 and 90 but uh, like and i said working i working the steps <laughs> yeah <laughs> which two things two things i'm not good at 90 yeah. and 90 and working the and steps. working the
1: steps and that's like Bill W says, that's what you gotta do. That's <laughs> <laughs> he says that. It, that's I mean, that's it, that's what the f- program was founded upon. So, uh, oh, yeah.
0: Bill from the Big Book. Yeah. I, did your mom get sober before you were born?
1: No, I'm 33 years old. Oh,
0: okay, and so she's 30
1: years getting kind of sober. Okay, so there's three years where she was still pretty fun. But you but kind but of
0: were kind of too young to
1: yeah, remember I that. I okay. didn't really know um, at all. I, and then my mom. And dad both actually went to the program for, like, a year. And then I guess he couldn't stick with it. And so they divorced. And uh, I was, like, when I was four or five or something.
0: That's so crazy. So you can see, like, firsthand the path of someone that stuck with sobriety and, like, the program and the path of someone that did not Mm -hmm. and how that turned out. Yeah. Like, you see that very closely.
1: Yeah. One, (laughs) both ends of the spectrum. Half of me is each, you know, so...
0: Yeah. And you've never felt any kind of problem with, like, alcohol or drugs or anything? Um,
1: in college, I drank a lot, but mm-hmm. yeah, it just seemed like it was just more a part of the vibe or anything. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't really struggle with that at, at much at all yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's uh it's more of just mental health and keeping my head above water and uh like you said anxiety is a big part of my life i'm also uh diagnosed obsessive compulsive now so that's really really fun Mm -hmm. i think that's why i key in on uh, relationships like that girl and it's like yeah um, once i make a decision in my mind it's like that's it you're you're the one for me then and so whenever it doesn't work that way, it really, really sends my world into a spiral. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like you have expectations or or things in life that aren't going your way, then your obsessive-compulsive brain is just going to destroy itself.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of, obsession is like kind of a, I don't know, characteristic of a lot of addicts.
1: Right. So maybe
0: yeah. that's... M- could maybe i don't know trace that back to yeah. genetics did you <laughs> see that and you were like purposely and intentionally like i do not want that and i'm going to make every oh effort. i
1: thought even marijuana was the worst thing you could do you in the world as a kid yeah. and but now it's like no it's uh, it's clearly not a, a hu- huge problem in the world or anything like that yeah um but it's like things like cocaine that's a that's a that's a scary thing for me yeah that's, yeah. A, that's a weird thing <laughs> and uh what it does to people's lives and i've you know seen former heroin users uh, opium addicts stuff like that Mm -hmm. that are recovering and it's it's a long haul and a lot of people relapse sometimes people just aren't coming to meetings anymore and you thought they were like a new buddy as a kid Mm -hmm. like you're like hey that's you know frank he was a cool guy he let me sit on his motorcycle as a kid and now he's not coming around anymore so you actually
0: went to meetings a lot yeah okay
1: you know I'm, i'm a kid you can't leave me at home it was cheaper than having a babysitter and uh there was usually like um, someone there to, to just keep an eye on the kids, or there's other kids there to mm-hmm. to hang out with uh, th- other NA kids and stuff.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of meetings here in L- in LA where they have childcare. Yeah, and like especially like like a lot of wonderful usually meetings. at a church. And well, yeah, so a lot. They're usually at churches. So there's um, one at
1: the store here, though, right?
0: I went to that one at the Comedy How Store. How was that? It was an interesting group of people. Is it in the um, where,
1: which room is it in?
0: it's in the original room okay the smaller one upstairs yeah yeah um yeah i just i think also i usually don't go to meetings on that side of town like on the west we side know. of town yeah and uh it was just kind of a different vibe out over here in on the east side like in los Feliz, silver lake all that um it's a lot of like a lot of people that look like me. <laughs> a lot of hipsters. Yeah, a lot of young yeah. kids. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was about to
1: say. I bet it the meetings over here are a little bit better. And I mean,
0: uh, not. Not, not one. One's not necessarily better than the other. It's just it was a different no, group of better people. Meetings
1: I know as a kid, there was better. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, these ones are better. Just that, like, they had donuts or coffee or something. This one's better.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you find the meetings that you like. Like, I like. I go to two different women's meetings a week, that I really like, and um,
1: just all women's
0: Yeah, that's great. I, I like that. It's a really cool group of, of women. So, yeah, you find the ones you like and you go to those and you make those your meetings. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, have you heard of a woman named Brene Brown? No. Just people. OK. I've
1: been in the mountains for the past seven months. <laughs> it's not that like I <laughs> don't have, have social have media but or, or news or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like I wasn't really doing much.
0: In a 24-hour period... My boss, um, Amy Mason, who's been on the podcast, she mentioned her name in a podcast that she was on. And then my brother mentioned her name in her TED Talk. And then I was like, then I realized, oh, she just came out with, she's a Netflix special. She's she's just, she's not a comedian. She's like a a researcher who, Mm -hmm. um, she's got her PhD in, in social work. And she focuses a lot on vulnerabilities, like the main topic that she speaks on. And I saw... So I realized that she's the same woman who has a Netflix special. And then I was watching <laughs> this new Netflix movie called Wine Country. It's like this new mm-hmm. Amy Poehler.
1: I saw the ads. Yeah. I it's
0: actually... I watched the first half. So far, I hate to say it, but it's not good. Oh, no.
1: It's not good.
0: I'm going to watch the rest. it got, of
1: like, Poehler and Rudolph and everyone, I right? I know. I was okay. pumped
0: for it. But, um, yeah, so far, it's actually really bad. But <laughs> I'm hoping that it will take a turn and it will be better. But... Um, Th- they mention Brene Brown in this movie. And then she has like a little cameo scene. And I was like, oh my God.
1: You've heard this name too many times <laughs>
0: I'm like, <laughs> I, to
1: not know. I'm
0: like, the universe or God is trying to make me like learn about this woman. <laughs> so I finally, I, I uh, watched her TED Talk. I listened to the podcast episode that um, Amy told me about and I started watching her Netflix special. And it's really interesting. Um, I'm trying to figure out why. Like she's been she's been coming up so much. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what is this message that I need to hear? And it's, um, like I said, she talks a lot about vulnerability and how that really means courage. And she talks a lot about it in relation to relationships with other people. Um, and how the only way to have, or like the main way to have meaningful connections with people is to be vulnerable. That's kind of the message that she, she gives. And I was like, yeah, this is great. Like, I feel like I'm a vulnerable person. I'm on a podcast, like, talking about my feelings. Like, I don't know what else I could do. But I was in the podcast that I was listening to. It's called um, 10% Happier with Dan Harris. Mm Mm-hmm good podcast if you want to check out <laughs> <I> <laughs> that mean, seems like mine's better but whatever
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen to every episode of this and then you can start listening to that right
0: no yeah exactly listen to my <laughs> podcast first.
1: subscribe rate and review and then you can start listening <laughs> buy to other t-shirt podcasts. and yeah. then you listen.
0: but buy um, a totes
1: my goat bag and then yeah yeah
0: <laughs> but out of all out of like her ted talk and netflix special i think i like the podcast the best maybe just because that's the medium that i enjoy but right anyways um I was kind of thinking about this whole vulnerability thing and, and um, in relation to me and in relationship to sobriety. And she describes vulnerability as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. And I was thinking like, that is basically like sobriety is like uncertainty of how things are going to c- turn out. Like you're, you're taking a risk, like an e- emotional exposure because like you kind of, ha- you have to ask for help when you're trying to get sober. You have to reach out and you have to be a little bit vulnerable and talk about these things. And so I just uh, I just felt like they went hand in hand. Not that she talks about sobriety that much with vulnerability, but like I said, it's more relationships, but I could see just, I don't know, a really strong connection there between that and sobriety. And uh, she's actually, she mentioned on the podcast, she is sober. She's 22 years sober. And her story is really interesting. She said that she had a really high bottom where um, she decided to get sober because she was doing, like, a family tree thing mm-hmm. for, her, for her social work degree. And she found out that she has a lot of alcoholism in her family. And so she was just like, I don't even want to risk it. So she just, like, decided to give up alcohol. I guess she was kind of, like, drinking a little bit. She's but
1: like the Angelina Jolie of...
0: Breast cancer? Okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm going to cut it out. I heard I might get it, so I'm not going to let it Like, happen. cut it
0: before it becomes a problem? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just thought that was super badass. Like, it's not even, like, w- destroying your life yet, but you're like, I see this could be a p- potential problem, so I'm going to cut it out. And I was like, damn, that's pretty badass. Like, I...
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I li- probably should have that. taken her advice being the child of two different addicts, but... Uh,
0: I mean, you turned out okay. It turned out all right. I'm yeah. still here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and she talks about courage a lot and how courage isn't necessarily not having fear. A lot of times we um, are brave and afraid at the same time. And I totally related to that in sobriety as well. You know, when you're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how this is going to turn out but I need to make this change to better myself and do the right thing and push through these hard times. And So I I experienced that a lot in my life. uh, You know, fear and feeling courageous at the same time. So just, uh, I felt like a lot of it could kind of go back to sobriety and it was um it was a good listen so check it out mm, i'll check it out check it out after
1: every single episode of this after you listen to mine
0: <laughs> <laughs> she was talking about how sometimes we just need to like sit in the darkness and in reference to like maybe a, a feeling that we don't like as opposed to like run and turn the light on it's like basically field like, of fear. Yeah, kind of feel the uncomfortable feeling instead of trying to escape it and shake it off. And she was talking about how you're
1: dealing with your anxiety.
0: Well, that's how I'm trying to deal with all my feelings. And I think she was talking about, like, in reference to her kids, like, if they have some pain that happens to them, like, her initial reaction is to want to go turn the light on and fix it. But sometimes they just need her to sit in the darkness with her and go through it. And I related to that so much because I feel like that's what I need a lot of the times when I'm talking to somebody about my anxiety or my sobriety or anything that's uncomfortable, like, I don't necessarily need them to, like, give me their recommendations or tell me what I need to do or tell me, like, their story. Sometimes I just need them to, like, sit with me and, like, as it passes through. Um, she was talking, and, like, just basically this is a Brune, like, Brown podcast, but the Brene Brown podcast. Welcome to the Brene Brown podcast with Lindsay. But she was saying, um, like, when she got sober, she kind of felt like, a turtle without a shell in a briar patch. You don't have that like protective thing, that thing protecting you anymore. Yeah. And so then she was like wanting anxiety medicine to like ha- feel like she had some kind of shell. And the, her therapist was like, why don't we just focus on like getting out of the briar patch as, as opposed to just like putting on another shell.
1: Like You don't have to live there.
0: Yeah. And also I don't have to keep on like, trying these different things to numb out the pain, like alcohol, anxiety medicine, relationships, food, whatever, social media to kind of like, I guess, use as my shell. But sometimes kind of just like, once again, just like sitting with the feeling and like letting it pass through you and getting out of this negative space or the briar patch or, you know. right. So that's something I'm going to try and work on is actually like dealing with my anxiety because I was thinking I was about this this week. I was like, should I give anxiety medicine another chance? Maybe try a different one. And um, and I just, like, don't feel comfortable with that idea. And I've been hearing that talk kind of, like, made me feel like I need to continue to find ways to work through this, maybe a little bit more holistically. Like, I'm doing, you know, therapy and meditation and all these things. Vitamins vitamins uh not that great at that but and my mom's a big be proponent better.
1: of vitamins i don't know what it is but there's something in the last seven years where she's like this is a, it's a good thing to do yeah <laughs> how do you like yoga in a g-
0: i like yoga i know you're a big fan of yoga right big
1: fan of yoga big fan of do yoga you do it every day i uh before i left i was doing it every yeah. day um i just emailed my old studio to see when i can come back um like I I worked there so it was mm-hmm. I could so I was able to do that every day because you know yoga is not the cheapest thing to do in the world yeah but uh, but yeah so um, yeah I worked at the studio and that's actually where I met the girl mm.
0: she was
1: my yoga instructor <laughs> so that was interesting wow English teacher and yoga instructor yeah 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 hmm. on paper great paper great
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you're away in Colorado not so great but
1: there's something interesting that my therapist told me when uh, that happened it was um, that. Uh, she's doing that for her, not to me, and that really helped my mindset through through all of that.
0: Wait, she's doing that for her.
1: W- keeping the baby and being pregnant, uh-huh. it's like she's doing that for her. That's her decision. Oh, she's not doing it to, to me. Hurt you? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It was it was never that, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's something I understood. But hearing it in words from some, uh, you know, a third party or something like that was beneficial to be like, okay, uh, my uh obsessive brain isn't gonna beat me up over the next whenever it's it's been months sometimes you know the first girl i ever was really into it years Mm. (laughs) before i was able to figure out how not to think about that person yeah and um so with that in mind like that idea of it's not to me it's for her or whatever it's it's easier to be like okay this it's isn't like a personal attack. Yeah, it's not it's a personal attack, and that's the way that my mind goes. It's mm-hmm. like, what did I do? What did I do wrong? Where did I mess up? Yeah. And this is like one of the first relationships. Where I was like, oh, I did nothing wrong. <laughs> <And> this <laughs> was not my fault. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it was it was interesting adjustment, but hearing those words really really helped me. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's good good advice. Um, okay, so now we can get into reality TV. <laughs> okay. wait i have a question have you seen the new (laughs) i watched this movie last night and i it's like i feel disturbed right now the new ted bundy movie on netflix Mm -mm. with zach efron no it's called extremely
1: extremely loud and incredibly close and incredibly (laughs) volatile
0: i can't even read my own handwriting i wrote it down because it's a really long title (laughs) <laughs> Extremely something, yeah. shockingly evil and vile. But it's it's like the a movie based on the perspective of his longtime girlfriend, and so it's not so much focused on like the details of the acts that he did, but it's more about it's like more the emotion. No, <laughs> it's more about <laughs> the like emotional <laughs> trauma that this woman went through by like you know feeling guilty f- right. for yeah thinking it like was intense. It was intense, intense, and he was. Um, it, what it really showed is how much of like a manipulator and how g- much of a liar and performer he was. Because like at times, like because it kind of gave you the perspective of this woman as to why she kind of like believed him for a while and like felt bad, and you kind of feel bad for him, and you like believe him at times, and it's just like, whoa, this guy's like a master manipulator.
1: Yeah. Did you watch the documentary before that?
0: No, I wanna, now I'm going to watch it, the yeah. Ted Bundy, the tapes. Yeah. Yeah, I got to watch that now. I
1: watch a lot of light stuff, just like, a, I don't, I can't, I don't know, that stuff, it's like, I feel terrible for the victims, and I can't believe that there's people out there that exist like that whenever that I watch that crazy. stuff. crazy. I uh, I I can believe it, obviously, because it's a, but it's like one of those things. Like I I just can't even. Yeah. That's a terrible thing to, to fathom. But, but was it good?
0: It was the mo- It was good. It was well good. done. Zac Efron looks exactly like him. Yeah. Um,
1: so Ted Bundy was a dreamboat.
0: He was like a babe. Yeah. yeah. Like women would show up to the court hearings just to like see him because they had like crushes on him. I, meanwhile, he's like strangling women and murdering well, Charlie them. Charlie had the same
1: thing, right? He had There was like He a had like lot.
0: girlfriends. Yeah. He was, he was married like before he died. I'm like, what is with these women? Come on. Get They're
1: your <laughs> shit together, ladies. It's like,
0: Talk about a <laughs> fetish.
1: There are plenty of people from The Challenge that are willing to date you, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> from The Challenge? Yeah.
1: Do you don't watch The Challenge, no. like CT and stuff like that? What like a Real World Road real, Rules Challenge? Oh. That's like my old school favorite. I think that's the way sports should be, because it's just everybody living in a house at the very end. They just battle in a weird competition. <laughs> And that's what I want to see. I want to watch Kevin Durant hanging out in his house and him dealing with his life and yelling at his teammates. And then at the end of the week, he has to play against another basketball team. I think that's the way sports should be. I think it'd be way more interesting. Yeah, that's (laughs) cool.
0: There's a new um, show. I I don't know if it's a challenge, but it's like a reality show hosted by Kristen from Laguna Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kristen um, Cutler. Cavaliere slash no, Cutler, yeah, Cutler. But um, yeah, it's like I'm excited for that one. It's like a dating show, and they're all like on a paradise house, kind of like The Bachelor. It sounds seems like what a new reality guilty. Pleasure. What is this on? Is on E. This is on Fox. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Vanderpump is coming to an end. They're um. I mean, the season, not, yeah. thank God, not the entire <laughs> Well, show. I
1: saw that you were at, like, some salon that Stasi was at or whatever. It
0: was um, Bloomingdale's. Yeah. It was one of her book signings.
1: And I, I saw that on your story. I was like, Lindsay must be, like, through the roof right now. I was
0: pretty pumped. <laughs> I've actually... <laughs> were met you her Vanderpumped? I was Vanderpumped, exactly. <laughs> I actually, I've met her before. Yeah. When I was... I think I shared the story. When I was, like, drinking, Um, I was at a bar <laughs> once, and I saw her, and I don't remember what I said to her. I talked to her for like 10 minutes, but I cried and she wiped the tears off my face. I was so drunk though, so (laughs) I don't remember the details. So I feel like that was my big moment with her. Now when I see her, I'm just like, hey, yeah, I'm the girl that cried on you.
1: That's yeah. that's that's hilarious, but that's coming to an end. It's what are you gonna do? What's yeah, the so next? Right you need now, a new show.
0: Right now, they're in the reunion phase. So at the end of the like filming season, they bring them all together and they call it a reunion, where the they all get together in a room and they talk about the season. It gets very, very intense. Lots of yelling. Sometimes gets physical.
1: Is that the number one reality show for you though? The Vanderpump, um, and then like Bachelor. Yeah. Housewives.
0: Yeah, I'd say this season of Vanderpump Rules has been really disappointing, not as drama filled as the previous ones, but it's still my number one. Um, I also like Kristen Cavallari's reality TV show. Yeah. Um, total very Cavallari, I think it's called on very E. Very It's about she's starting. She has like her own business now, her like jewelry line or something. Very
1: Cavallari. <laughs> that's. Almost too clever of a name for me to like. <laughs> it's yeah. very cavalier.
0: And then um, the hills is coming back in Which June How June could you not fourth. be excited? Oh,
1: wow. You know the <laughs> name. It's in the calendar already.
0: <laughs> I have uh, blocked my schedule for the entire month of July. Um, yeah, mm. I'm excited. Yeah,
1: Do you I, I I just I heard you on an episode recently where you're just like, there's just something so amazing about these rich people living their life. <laughs> it's I know. Like you're f- incredibly fascinated by it, and there's nothing not to be fascinated by. It. It's it's just.
0: I, I think it takes zero like brain power. Right. Number one, so if I want to like just decompress yeah, at the end of the that's day, that's my favorite I thing. Like I would r-
1: rather watch that than another episode of Law and Order. Right. Whereas it's like, like some mo- people are like I just fall asleep at Law and Order I'm like to death. You fall asleep to death. <laughs> That's... That's rough. <laughs> on
0: Order is dark.
1: Like, some people just watch SVU and that's sex crimes. You're falling asleep to sex crimes. It's that's just like Ted Bundy's up. all over yeah, and over on the On Order. How do you watch that? I watch, like, old sitcoms that I'm just like, I've seen this a million times. What's
0: your favorite?
1: Uh, like, I'll watch, like... That 70s show to fall asleep. Oh, yeah. or that's a fun one. Or Frasier. Lately, I've been watching Letterkenny. I've been watching Frasier. Yeah. Letterkenny is like my new favorite Letter show. Kenny? It's a Canadian sitcom that's on Hulu now that oh. somebody in Colorado introduced me to. And it's... There's it's like good? S- There's like eight episodes a season, so you can just blaze through it really quick. Nice. But it's just very heavy, heavy, heavy Canadian show. <laughs>
0: Like everyone's just really nice to each other? <laughs>
1: well, not necessarily. <laughs> There's a lot of fighting and stuff, but it's just like, just the accents and just oh. the way people banter with each other. It's like, oh, that's, that's connects at their finest. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Lots um, of poutine. I wish. I wish. There was, I think poutine's more of us making fun of Canadian culture, but it is up there. It's like in Quebec and stuff. It's just not. Oh. Yeah. It's not like the most popular dish. People just like food like the rest yeah. of us, steaks and...
0: Oh yeah, because you're a chef. So Info you, you, and you probably know more yeah, about
1: it. Everybody eats the same shit everywhere. It's like mm. <laughs> except for like in Asia. They don't eat the same burgers we do. It's not as good.
0: They probably don't eat beyond beef or meat yeah, or whatever. Oh, probably not.
1: <laughs> but a lot a lot of cultures don't even eat meat, so
0: Yeah. Well, you we can end there. Oh, thank excellent. you if that's yeah, sure. Well thank you for uh being here, t- it was so great to catch up with it you. It was great to see you. It was so to We you. You. <laughs> you gotta get back to comedy, and <laughs> this is how I talk now. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll do uh, some comedy together. And yeah, um,
1: come tell jokes again. I'm gonna be at Vino on Monday. Yeah, Newman told me to come by. Okay. I'm gonna be your old stomping grounds on Monday. I don't <laughs> go back there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to another mic. Sounds today. good. Come to <laughs> Flappers. All <We'll laughs> <go to flappers. laughs> right, <laughs> thanks Bye. for
0: listening, guys. Bye.